Please pray with me. Lord, um, I just thank you for this night, um, and I thank you for your story that you graciously let me be a part of. Lord, I pray um, that you settle my heart, and I surrender this to you so that you can continue to be glorified. In your son's name I pray. Amen. Hi, my name is Mallory. I have a new life in Christ, and I'm recovering from anxiety and order, disordered eating. I wanted to start off by asking you, um, if everyone here, uh, if you've ever made a mistake. Um, it seems silly, but growing up, I thought making a mistake was the worst thing I could do. Teachers would have to pull me aside to break the news that I had made a bad grade because I would get so upset in school. See, at a very early age, I believed the lie that love and affection were something to be earned. I was not worthy, I was less than, and my mistakes were always worse than everyone else's. I didn't understand that I had a perfect father in heaven. I had never been told that I was his child and fearfully and wonderfully made. My view of God was that he was like the broken people I saw in church. I found them annoying, hypocritical, and a bit too churchy for my liking. Um, I, as I continued to get older, this obsession with perfection and fear of making a mistake only got worse. I am sure by now you're probably thinking I was the most high-maintenance child ever, and you're probably right. Um, my need for approval and placing all of my self-worth in others turned every friendship into a source of anxiety, hurt, and anger. Finally, in high school, I hit my breaking point. Where I had began overeating to stuff my feelings, I soon began associating my appearance with achieving the love and attention of others as well. So in another desperate attempt at perfection, I started my lifelong struggle with eating disorders. It's scary how giving into one little lie can lead you into the pit, and the pit is where I ended up. As I attacked college with the same mentality to be better, faster, and stronger, I sank deeper and deeper. I couldn't eat or sleep. I had to chug at least five Red Bulls a day just to function. I'm glad I didn't get a heart attack. Uh, trying to maintain my perfect image while trying to hide what seemed like a big stamp on my forehead saying eating disorder uh, left me exhausted and failing. My body was breaking down, my performance was slipping, and I had no one to turn to. I tried to conquer my eating disorder on my own, but every time I would set boundaries to limit opportunities to give in to my struggles, I would eventually fail. I tried replacing not eating with exercise, but, my, um, but I quickly realized I was just trading one obsession with another. I was trapped and alone. Then one day, I decided to share with my boyfriend at the time, and to my utter frustration, he didn't get it. He didn't understand what was happening to me, but he still had the common sense to ask me, if you can't quit by yourself, why don't you just get help? To my complete surprise, I wondered why I hadn't thought of this before. Um, my desire for perfection had kept me isolated from everyone. Uh, I needed to prove I could do it on my own. But the truth is, that was another lie I had given into, the lie that I am alone, that I can trust no one, and the lie that being self-sufficient was the ultimate goal. In that moment, I realized I could ask and receive help. 
I soon found a campus counselor that, had, um, that helped me get back on my feet. As the grip of my eating disorder began to loosen, I began to make changes in my life, switched majors, uh, made new friends, and formed new habits. Up to this point in my life, I had become so angry and judgmental. Then God placed a surprising person in my life, you know, one of those people that you never thought you would be friends with. But she reached out to me and was kind and loving. One day she asked me to church, like she had probably done 100 times before, but this day I heard her. I walked in that Sunday to hear a message called, What is Church? Every issue I had with the church and Christians as a whole was addressed. Not only that, but afterward, there was a gathering where I met and was welcomed by people who were full of love, grace, and humility. I had no idea what hit me, and my life was changed. That sounds pretty easy, right? I wish I could stop there and tell you that all my problems went away, but they didn't. I'm so grateful to say that accepting Christ as my Lord and Savior was the first time that I felt truly loved. I know now that I have a perfect Father who loves me unconditionally, a Father I don't have to perform for or look a certain way for or hide secrets from. He loves me, and I am not alone. But even though I felt the love of my Heavenly Father, I still chose to place my worth and joy in others. As I started my career, met my husband, and took on a new role as wife, I began to see my anxiety and disordered eating habits take control of me once again. Hurts from my past and family life continued to haunt me and occupy most of my headspace. Fear that I was going to fail at my new role as wife began to be self-fulfilling, and once again, I found myself feeling like I was in the pit with no one to turn to, with the added guilt that I'm here despite my relationship with Christ. Guys, God has a sense of humor. <laughs> Again, he said he used the most unassuming friend I had at the time to break up Jen. Again, I was positive that she had probably invited me a hundred times before, but this time I heard her. Well, I guess that meant I better go. So uh, the moment I showed up at Regen that first Monday night, I knew it was what I needed, but it was not what I wanted. I felt like I was admitting defeat, but my ability and will to fight had run out. I begrudgingly shared just enough to fit in, but didn't want to hash out all my issues with a bunch of strangers. As I kept coming back out of pure obedience to Christ and the Holy Spirit inside me, he began to open my eyes to the others who were with me. I started to see that my mistakes weren't so unique and realize that as I can sit and listen to other people's messed up lives and have compassion for them, that maybe they could have compassion for me too. As I worked through steps one and one through three, I began to have a better understanding of who Christ is and who I am as a child of God. Step four, inventory, made me realize that all of my obsessions and self-hate were really part of a bigger pride issue. My perspective began to change as I realized I didn't need to forgive myself or let things go, but simply stop making everything about me. Always thinking that I was the least selfish person to realizing that I was the most selfish person was a game changer. I was finally free to forgive others completely as I recognized that I had been completely forgiven by Christ. Even though I still struggle and sometimes fail, it's no longer the worst thing I could possibly do. 
As Christ has transformed my heart to have a more godly perspective, each day is an adventure in seeking him. I see that self-reliance is what got me into the pit, and I try every day to give up that stubbornness and pride so that I can see him work. I still struggle to let Christ take over, but as he continues to humble me and build me up, I learn more of him. Leading a group of awesome ladies has been one of the biggest uh, of God's greatest tools to sharpen me and build my faith. I am no longer scared of failing as a wife, but pursue God and my husband to become stronger together. Praise God that he put a man in my life patient enough to walk with me through my stubbornness and pride. I still think about tomorrow's provision, but no longer fear because I know the Lord promises that he has it all taken care of. Whenever I begin to doubt or worry, I lean on his word. Ephesians 3, 20 through 21, now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be all the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever, amen. Guys, he can do far more than we could ever imagine, and he is for us. Romans 8, 31 through 32 says that, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Each day his word reminds me that he is a powerful God, not defined by its broken people, but glorified through us as his abundant grace and love is displayed. My purpose is no longer to glorify my, myself, but trust in him and give him all the glory. For everyone here tonight, I want to thank you for being bold and obedient because he has you here for a reason. If this is your first night, keep going because at one time I doubted what God could do through this ministry, but he proved to me that he can do far more than I could ever think. My name is Mallory. I have a new life in Christ. I'm recovering from anxiety and disordered eating and glory be to God for sending his only son to fill the gap I could never fill so that we can all experience freedom and fullness of life in him. God is good, he is faithful, and he continues to renew me every day.